Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. I'm not allowing anyone else to do it anymore. I'm not, and you shouldn't either. Everyone stop. Hold on. We, we never do this. In the beginning of the show, we're throwing the red flag. There's laundry on the field, folks. I'm not, the play is going for review. Anytime I hear someone on television when I'm on, <laughs> he's going to grab the flag. Anytime I hear someone injecting race into an argument, racism, racialism, or any other thing without any evidence to it, you're going to get called out. Period. Period. Full stop a What am I talking about? Had a little blow up with Geraldo last night. You may have seen it. We'll get to that today. Don't go anywhere. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You have a right to privacy. Defend it online. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get to it. I've got a few cuts from the show today. I've also, I need to address the current controversy surrounding Tucker Carlson. Again, liberal media lunatics and their interest group buddies trying to get Tucker Carlson fired for the uh, 67.5 time or something like that. Today's show brought to you by GenuCell. Listen, it's the final week for Chamonix spring clearance event where you can get the brand new Zotique deep correcting serum absolutely free. That's right. Your order today, the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness includes Zotique for free. <laughs> Say goodbye to puffiness, blotchy skin, crow's feet, acne scars, and even those pesky sunspots. Goodbye. It's time to open up, get out, feel great about how you look. Get compliments or simply get 100% of your money back. Order GenuCell now and Chamonix will include GenuCell's immediate effects for results in minutes, also free. Results guaranteed or 100% of your money back. How do you get the deal? Go to GenuCell.com. Enter my discount code DAN40, DAN40 at checkout for an instant discount off your order. This crazy sale gets even better though. Order right now and get the classic GenuCell jawline treatment to tighten and tone the chin and neck area, also free, plus a surprise luxury gift. All orders today are upgraded to free priority shipping. How do you get the deal? Go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, GenuCell.com. Use my promo code DAN40, DAN40 at checkout. All right, Joe, let's go. Here we go. What, by the way, what a catastrophic disaster before the show this morning. It's amazing I'm in such a good mood. We've had everything from Joe's, technical stuff crapping out um, to my entire power and my entire power grid in my house going down. It's amazing. We're going to get this show out close to on time today. Really? Yeah. If you only knew what happened before the show today. And I, last night I had a hard time sleeping because I was so geeked up after my, uh, after my fireworks with Geraldo. So what's going on again, as I said before, I'm tired of it. I'm not doing this anymore. Okay, I'm not going to allow you on television because liberals told you to do it or someone uh, some some interest group or someone is pushing you into it. If you're going to inject race into a situation without having any of the facts, you're getting called out and you should do it, too, to your friends, your neighbors, everyone else. If you have evidence someone acted uh, in some capacity um, and they their motives were racist then call them out, they deserve it. If you don't, then shut up until you know stuff. What was I talking about? Well, I went on Hannity last night and had my typical debate with Geraldo. I have a lot on the Hannity show on Fox, 9 p.m. Eastern time, in case you missed it. And of course, you know, I had said yesterday on Fox and Friends that this shooting of Dante Wright in Minnesota 
by this police officer. We've now seen the video. I'm not going to play it. You've probably seen it a thousand times. It appears she was trying to tase Dante Wright, pulled out a firearm, shot Dante Wright, who later drove off while shot, crashed, and then uh, died later. This appears at this point to be a tragic accident. People are held accountable for accidents all the time. But I feel, like many of you, that the officer, like anyone else, being an American citizen, should get due process, must get due process, not should, because that's what a constitutional republic does. Well, before I get to the Geraldo thing, of course, they had to racialize this, everyone on the left, because Dante Wright is black and the officer is a female uh, white officer. So they have no evidence race motivated anything. But look, uh, New York Post story will be in my newsletter today. Dante Wright shooting. What happened in Brooklyn Center? Brooklyn Center city manager fired after call for due process for police officer. Do you understand the left? I'm not kidding. I'm not messing with you. I'm not toying with you. It's not hyperbole. Do you understand the left wants a third world republic right now? They want a third world oligarchy run by little mini tyrants. That's all they want. If you even dare to say something like the Brooklyn Center where this happened, Brooklyn Center said the city manager says, hey, the officer should get due process like anyone else being accused of a she's being accused of a crime by many people on the left of a, of a homicide of a murder. Pretty serious charge. You know, city manager says the officer gets due process. The city manager got fired, got fired for saying that they want a third world republic. The left. That's what they want. They want that. That you ever see the. What was it? The Dark Knight, the Batman movie with the Scarecrow. Remember that guy? You're, you're into the comic book movies like me, right? I know. I uh, The Scarecrow, they have the the fake court. Everybody, Everybody's guilty. Everybody's guilty. And even when you're not guilty, you still have to go walk out on the ice. That's what they want. God forbid the officers subjected to an investigation and we find out the facts of the case before we jump to conclusions and start a race war in America. Maybe not a good idea, folks. Maybe not a good idea. So, of course, going into my interview last night with Geraldo, I was really pissed off about this whole thing because we don't know anything yet. So here's what happened. Here's how it started off. Here's cut one from my uh, fireworks last night with Geraldo. It doesn't start out that well. But again, Geraldo wants to reinvent everything. He doesn't have any facts about the situation at all. Check this out. Geraldo's perfectly entitled to an opinion. You know, just because you weren't a police officer doesn't mean you can't comment on policing issues. I always hate when liberals say that about us. But, you know, whatever, going to dinner with a police CEO captain um, doesn't, uh, no, I'm not suggesting you are. I'm just saying that, you know, you oh, don't, don't understand Don't, don't start because, minimizing uh, my experience. Haroldo, can you shut up for two this. seconds? I'm a half a century uh, Listen, uh, Haroldo, well, I'm not, 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 not when can you, you just be quiet you try for to second? undermine the foundation uh, of my Haroldo, I'm an expert witness tonight. Just keep talking. Let him talk, then we'll let you guys go back and forth. I'm tired of this guy. He never shuts up. Dan, He's always got something to say. Go back to your statement. Go. Now, again, as I was saying, he's entitled to an opinion. He's not entitled to a certain set of facts. You don't know anything about actual policing if you haven't done it. Saying or suggesting, you know, you can relate to the experience of police officers, you can't. I'm not suggesting what happened yesterday wasn't a tragedy. It was, obviously. There's a dead young man who's never going to take another breath of oxygen again in his life. We don't have all the facts on this. We know she said taser. It appears appears to be a mistake and a fatal one. Well, little backstory. I was 
I not an excuse or anything, and not excusing it's nothing to be excused for, but you all work hard. It's not a sob story, please. But I had a really long day yesterday, long day, a lot going on, obviously with the radio show coming up, business stuff I'm planning and all this other stuff. So by the time I got on the air, my blood glucose, <laughs> use a biological marker for my fatigue, was probably at record lows. I My BS... My tolerance for BS was about yay big last night. I don't like telling people to shut up on the air, but I'm sorry last night he deserved it. I didn't get but two sentences in to my commentary, and he's already interrupting me, Geraldo. So again, I, I, I'm not a big fan of telling people to shut up on the air, you know. But he deserved it yesterday, uh, so sorry, not sorry. But he started off, I didn't want to play the whole thing, but he had mentioned that, you know, hi, you know, I, whatever, I go out to dinner with this guy, I've been around cops or put him, and that's terrific. And I'm not suggesting that people who haven't been police officers can't comment on policing issues. That's absurd. You know, I'm not a woman, but I comment on things like pro-life issues all the time. But I am also acknowledging, I don't know what the, obviously, what the, because there are men and there are women, I can't get pregnant, I am a man, I don't know what it's like to give birth to a child. I was there when my two children were born. My wife looked like she was in a lot of pain, but I, although I can see the pain and empathize with her, I don't know what it's like. I get really tired about people who are entitled to an opinion. I am not trying in any way to silence anyone or suggest you shouldn't comment on policing issues. You should. Absolutely. I'm just saying that Maybe have a little bit of a sober attitude about the experience of policing and use of force situations if you've never actually been in one. Not suggesting you can't or should, you should absolutely in a constitutional republic look back and analyze uh, use of force instances with policing. I'm just suggesting that the commentary should be a little more sober rather than suggesting you understand exactly what it's like because you don't. The officer's actions can and should be analyzed and investigated. This mistake resulted in a fatality, if it turns out to have been one. We haven't even had her side of the story yet. If it is, she will be held accountable. But maybe a little more sober analysis from people like Geraldo, who because you had dinner with a cop once, uh, or a police officer, or a police chief, whatever he said before that, doesn't mean you understand what it's like to be in that situation. A little more... Humility. So it didn't start out well. Here's where it went. So Geraldo had to inject, of course, race into this because, again, the subject was black. The police officer was a female white police officer, apparently had 26 years on the job. She was not new. But here we go with the injecting race into the debate with no facts or data to back up that there was any racial motive to this thing at all. Let's just burn the country down, inject race into everything besides not knowing jack squat about what actually happened yet or what was in the office. Let's just this is what liberals and Geraldo does all the time. Check this out. But we have a process for that. And just injecting race into this, Geraldo, which you do on these police issues constantly, when you have none of the data, you have no evidence whatsoever. There's You're a racial me the issue again. Don't you have an all. argument to make that at doesn't all. concern me? I'm not making you the issue. I'm responding to your dopey comments. 
You have no idea that there's a racial undertone to this at all. And you're saying, oh, black parents oh, have to really? worry because they're no black kids. You have no data undertone? to back that up at all. 20-year-old black You're kids? just further inflaming the situation. And the country will burn to the ground because of people like you who say dumb things like that with no evidence to back it up. Again, my tolerance for racialized BS last night was about yay big. We have a tragedy. We have a young man who's dead. We have a police officer involved in a use of force incident that was literally deadly serious. We still don't have the facts behind all of the facts behind the case. Not that we can't discuss it. We should, but we don't have all the facts. We don't have the police officer's account of it yet, but we see the video and we should comment on it. We are citizens of the United States subjected to police officers who have the most powerful power in the entire world to take a life. But maybe before, ladies and gentlemen, before we inject a racial motive, we should actually see what happens in the investigation. Does the officer have a of a history of racism? Are there some social media posts with the officer using the N-word, uh, engaging in racial politics, uh, uh, pledging allegiance to some white supremacist? Is there any evidence of that at all? So how would you know that? So why would you say, is it, I'm sorry, but I get really aggravated about this stuff. Can you do your homework before you have half the country biting at each other over an alleged racism incident you don't even know involved racism? Maybe it's a good idea to shut your soup cooler and find out what happened before you start ascribing racist motives to a situation you don't even understand the entire totality of the circumstances around. Maybe pipe down just a little bit and show some humility. Of course not. Geraldo had to pour gasoline on it last night. I wasn't having any of it, and you shouldn't either. If the officer has a history of racism and we find out that there may have been some racial motive here, then she'll damn well pay for it. But we have seen none of that. There is no evidence of that. And as for Geraldo's absurd statements here, that black Americans somehow are, are, are at some increased danger from police officers, maybe again, before you say something like that, you're calling yourself a reporter, you've been a, you say you're a journalist, Geraldo, then maybe know the actual data before you go spout off. The data. Well, here's the actual data from a Wall Street Journal piece we've now put up three or four times because liberals out there, as we discussed on yesterday's show, don't actually know anything. Go back and watch yesterday's show and you'll see what I'm talking about. Here's the actual data. Wall Street Journal opinion piece. The headline, Biden claiming systemic racism in policing defies the science. So if there's systemic racism in policing, we should be able to find it, right? Well, the Department of Justice did an actual survey on this. They compared arrest rates by police supplied by the FBI's Uniform Crime Reporting System. It found that for non-fatal violent crimes that victims uh, said were reported to police, that whites accounted for 48% of offenders and 46% of arrestees. Blacks accounted for 35% of offenders and 33% of arrestees. Asians accounted for 2% of offenders and 1% of arrestees. Listen to this, liberals, Geraldo, 
cotton out of your ears and stick it in your mouth for a minute. You're going to make statements like this. Then listen to this next line, because the next line, as to quote Ron DeSantis, will disabuse you, unquote, of the stupid narrative you keep pumping out there that police are hunting black men and minorities around the country. Quote, Wall Street Journal. None of these differences between the percentage of offenders and the percentage of arrestees of a given race were statistically significant. The data is obviously limited to non-fatal crimes because murder victims can't identify their assailants. There is no evidence whatsoever to back this up. You are saying something that is going to divide America. That black men and minorities are being hunted by police, are in increased danger from police, and you have no data to back. So why would you say it if you don't have data to back it up? You would say it because you want to instigate racial strife in this country. I don't know. You want to raise? I don't know. Are you petitioning for a job with some liberal group? Or option C, are you just really dumb? Let me go to how this wrapped up again. I hate, I'm sorry. I don't like playing videos of myself, but it's not about me here. It's about the constant injecting of race into every single situation in America, which is tearing this country to pieces, to shreds in front of our very eyes. And I'm not having it. And you shouldn't either anymore. Here's part three of the interview. Again, Geraldo asking the question, uh, you know, talking about why black men should be scared of cops. You know why black men should be scared of cops going to Geraldo? Because Geraldo says so, not because there's data to back that up. Check this out. How about people like you that don't credit the humanity of half the country? They are they are I, running really? scared and they're scared of cops. And I, it doesn't matter why? that we love why? cops why? or that blue lives why? matter or that they're the thin why? line between civilization why are they and scared anarchy. Of what Stop matters, pontificating why, why, and produce some actual data. You're a reporter, right? Because here's why a 20-year-old kid. A 20-year-old kid has an expired registration. He ends up dead in the, in the yeah, same town where George Floyd was asphyxiated with a, by a brutal cop's knee on his neck. So by I mean, those incidents, Dan, don't you, see you the, as a reporter, you've... Ex wait, wait, hold on. By those two here? incidents, you've extrapolated as a reporter data that every because black child in America apart. should be afraid of the police. And that's rational to you. That's rational? Explain talk that to, reason, to the fair, Fair question, right? So from these two incidences, George Floyd and Dante Wright, Two use of force incidents. One, we have a criminal trial going on right now. The incidents of Dante Wright will have a full investigation from those two incidents in a country of 330 million people. Geraldo Rivera, as a reporter, has stated unequivocally that black men and women and minority families should worry about police, implying what? Police are hunting them down. That's that's that and that's that's journalism. That's reasonable to you. That makes sense to you. You have no data to back that up. I just showed you the Department of Justice's BJS, their own statistics on that, showing you that there is no systemic, uh, there's no data about systemic racism and policing to back that up at all. And you continue to pour gasoline on the fire. Let me answer the question for you. Why are minorities scared of police officers in many cases? Because of people like Geraldo who tell them to be. You know, you may laugh, cry, rage at me, clap with me. I don't know. I don't, I don't know anymore. But I'm telling you this, and I, you have my word.
I am doing my best to try to bring this country together despite my leftist enemies and their protestations otherwise. Oh, Dan Bongino, conspiracy theorist, rage, blah, 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 blah. That's how they're... Their criticisms are absurd and ridiculous. I'm the one, and people like me, many people like me, who are trying to get past the racial politics of this country and get down to facts and data. No one abhors and is disgusted more by racism, misogyny, or anything else than me. You may be as upset about it as I am, but you're not going to be more. But injecting race into a situation we still don't fully understand while there's an investigation going on and saying on national television that black men and minorities have some reason to fear the police, despite no evidence to back that up at all in a systemic way. No evidence to back that up. It's just disgusting. And I don't like telling people to shut up, but sometimes you should really shut up until you know the facts. All right, on the other side of this, I want to get to uh, an important point about this. The Democrats will implode on this issue. They will absolutely implode on this policing issue, and I've got a tweet by Rashida Tlaib to prove it, and the data to back it up, because we do facts and data on this show, unlike Geraldo. Today's show brought to you by one of my favorites, especially when I'm hungry. Uh, I need a little break. My friends at Omaha. Summer's almost here, and that means backyard grill-outs. No backyard grill-out is complete without Omaha Steaks. Order the mouthwatering Let's Go Grill package today. Visit omahasteaks.com and enter keyword Bongino in the search bar to save over 45%. It's a big savings. Plus, you'll get the tasty bonus of 12 ultra-juicy Omaha Steaks burgers free. That's almost four pounds of free burgers. I'm laughing because you won't eat another burger after you eat these. I watched that show on the History Channel about food, and I go right and make my Omaha Steaks burgers afterwards. To top it off, you get $20 off your first order. The Let's Go Grill package includes four butcher-cut filet mignons, four boneless pork chops, one pound of chicken breast, four kielbasa sausages, and so much more. Here's to warmer days filled with fun family memories and epic backyard grill-outs featuring the best steak and meats of your life guaranteed. Here's how you get this deal. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O in the search bar. And for a limited time, you'll get 12 free Omaha Steaks burgers. And on your first order, get $20 off a checkout. That's omahasteaks.com. Put in keyword Bongino. Get this deal. You're going to love this food. This is a uh, family favorite in the Bongino house. Like I said, I only don't like reading the spot at this time because I get super hungry and it makes my mouth water thinking about the burgers. Hamburguesas, they're delicious. (laughs) You like that? He speaks like 27 languages. He's like the C-3PO of producers, right? (laughs) That was just C-3PO speak like 10 million languages or something like that. All right. All right, getting back to serious stuff. The Democrats will totally implode on this issue because they can't control themselves. On what issue? Obviously useless... uh, the defund the not useless. I mean, destructive. There's a use for them. They think it's politically advantageous. Some Democrats to keep calling for defunding the police and in using as a vehicle to defund the police, the false narrative that police officers are hunting down minorities in America's big cities. You get it? This narrative for them is based on a lie. You want to talk about the big lie? The big lie is that police officers around America are targeting minorities for arrest prosecution, and in some cases, in the more outrageous liberal narratives, for murder, to murder them on the street for no reason. It is a false, fake, made-up, invented narrative. Do you understand that? They are using that fake narrative 
to call for things like defunding the police, which will absolutely make them implode. Here's what I mean. Their rage, their uncontrollable Democrat rage. They're always like, Republicans rage, Republicans rage. No, no, it's the Democrats that are angry. Their uncontrollable rage overrides their reason. Who is the biggest rage machine of all right now? Rashida Tlaib. This is her official blue checkmark social media account. Congresswoman from Michigan. Rashida Tlaib. This was a tweet after the Dante Wright incident. It wasn't an accident. Quote, policing in our country is inherently and intentionally racist. She has no evidence of that at all. This is not a smart person. She is making this up because she is a rage machine who cannot control herself at all. She has no evidence that's true. She goes on. Dante Wright was met with aggression and violence. I am done with those who condone government-funded murder. Murder. I mean, this is maybe a lawsuit for her, but we'll see. Uh, She may have a problem. She may want to lawyer up. No more policing. She called no more police, not defund, no more policing at all. No more policing, incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed. <laughs> this is a member of the United States Congress on her official blue check. Geese throwing up. You got to throw the flag though. Yeah. yeah. Geese threw the, he threw the, that's the first time we've seen a return throw. The, wait. Yes, I do. I got the yellow flag too. Penalties everywhere. We not only have a penalty, we have a red flag. We are going under the the hood for review right here. Are you serious? No, to Rashida Tlaib, because I know someone will send this to you. Clearly, you're totally unreasonable. I mean, that's obvious right now. You are on your actual blue checkmark account as a member of the U.S. Congress calling for the abolition of our military and our police department. She wants to go total walking dead. No, no, wouldn't you be walking dead? You'd have Officer Rick in walking dead. She wants to go total anarchy. Total anarchy. Um, what's that? Book of Eli style. No police, no nothing. Roving gangs everywhere, I guess, will enforce the law. Roving ba- No, no, what do they want? Sociologists and psychologists. Roving bands of psychologists to enforce the law in American cities. This is a member of Congress. Now, I started this telling you Democrats would implode on this issue. So, Dan, what's your evidence that Democrats like Rashida Tlaib, who have a big voice calling for absurdities like the abolition of our military and policing, what's your evidence they'll implode on this issue? Don't listen to my evidence. Listen to the Democrats' own evidence. And we'll be going back to this article multiple times in today's show. This was from New York Magazine, an article I've cited now a couple of times because it's an article and an interview done with a person you should get to know quite well. He's not one of us. He's a liberal. His name is David Shore. He was a member of the Obama campaign as a pollster, but he's not stupid. The article is entitled David Shore on why Trump was good for the GOP. Oh, yeah, that's what it says. And how the Dems can win in 2022. This is a New York uh, mag article. Again, with an Obama pollster named David Shore. If you have not read this article, it is in my newsletter today. I can, I, listen, I am under no authority to give you homework, nor would I dare. Homework has a negative connotation. But I'm begging you to please read this article. It's long, but read it start to finish about how the Democrats are absolutely imploding right now, whether you know it or not. It can't be, Dan. The election didn't go our way. Please read the article. This is, ri- again, written by a Democrat and a liberal member of the media, from what I know. This is them worrying about the future of their party, not me, them. Quote, New York Mag, in the summer, following the emergence of defund the police as a nationally salient issue, 
Support for Biden among Hispanic voters declined. So I think you can tell this micro story. We raised the salience of an ideologically charged issue that millions of non-white voters disagreed with us on. Rashida Tlaib doesn't care. She cannot control her rage at the police and the military. Even though this is why I call it an implosion and not an explosion. They're collapsing on themselves. There's no external fuse being lit. Rashida Tlaib and the radical leftist lunatics will, their rage will cause them to implode and collapse on themselves. Nothing has to be done to them from the outside. There will be no fuse that needs to be lit. They will explode their own party because they are consumed with rage against our police and our military. Rashida Tlaib is not dumb. Strategically inept. Clearly, clearly raging at our police and military, but she's not dumb. She has to know this position. Democrats' own words. Read this article, Bongino.com slash newsletter. It's in my newsletter today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Read it today, please. The entire article is written by liberals about why the Democrat Party is going to be doomed because of people like Rashida Tlaib calling for defunding the police, which ironically, minority voters hate that position. Why? Because conservatives don't treat minority voters like idiots, like liberals do. Liberals treat them like morons. Oh, they, 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 those black voters, those Hispanic voters, they don't, they don't like the police in their neighbors. Really? Have you ever asked them about that? Because I'm reasonably confident black mothers and fathers and Hispanic mothers and fathers and Asian mothers and fathers care when their kid gets mugged on the way to school. I'm pretty sure I'm reasonably confident that that's an accurate analysis. But when you're a liberal and you have no respect for black, Hispanic, or Asian voters because you're a hardcore racist, that's what liberals are now, you just say, oh, they... Those black voters, they don't care about that. They all hate, they all, they all hate the police. Hey, they do. Have you actually asked black voters? Clearly not, but David, David Shore, David Shore did. Yeah, David Shore did in this, in this piece. David Shore uh, asked, asked black voters. And that's not what Hispanic and black voters are telling them about defunding the police. They will implode. Mark my words. The Democrat party will implode. And the quicker it happens, the better. This is a destructive, racist, anti-American, anti-liberty party. The quicker it collapses on itself, the better. All right, let me get to my next one. I need this right now. But I want to get to uh, this next segment, too, after this. We're going to go back to this New York Mag article, New York Magazine article, in relationship to another controversy brewing right now that, again, is being completely ginned up by leftists Many of them who are racist themselves. I have the evidence right here. It's right in front of your face. We conservatives will fight against racism to the day we die. Sadly, identity politics merchants on the left will continue to stoke the flames. Folks, wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, and be better? It's my new go-to. Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of a guided meditation, guided meditations in an easy to use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation is, Headspace really can help you feel better. 
You overwhelmed? I know a little bit about that. Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. You need some help falling asleep? I do. Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I've used this repeatedly throughout the day to go tranquilo, to fall asleep at night. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is meditation made simple. How do we get this? It's very simple. Go to headspace.com slash Bongino. That's headspace.com slash Bongino for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash Bongino today. Could all use a little groundedness right now. All right. So getting back to this other uh brewing controversy right now and it's a fake controversy because it's being ginned up by the left who again in this scenario are the actual racists so let's go to alinsky rule number four i talked about this on waters what's alinsky's uh, saul alinsky's rule number four make the enemy live up to your own rules folks that's it that is rule number four make the enemy live up to its own book of rules i talked about it on jesse waters show while filling in this weekend what do I mean by that? Well, what does Alinsky mean by that? You're going to set down a series of ground rules about who's a racist and who's not, then maybe you shouldn't be a racist yourself. Let's get into the story. Some background. So the Washington Post, here's an article by Jacqueline uh, Pizer. Washington Post, the Anti-Defamation League demands Fox News fire Tucker Carlson. I, I think this is, again, like the hundredth time someone's demanded Tucker Carlson be fired. Over anti-Semitic trope. Quote, this has deadly significance. So let me just sum up the controversy for you. Tucker Carlson did an interview with Mark Stein last week. Excuse me. Mark Stein is filling in on Fox at 7 p.m. He was doing the weekly show. And Mark Stein interviewed Tucker, and Tucker had commented about how the Democrats would like nothing more than to replace certain voters with illegal immigrants in the country because they want to maintain power. Well, of course, the ADL and others jumped down Tucker's throat, um, trying to make a racism issue out of this. Again, they have no evidence that Tucker's an actual racist. Uh, they wanted to make a racism issue out of this because they want to have Tucker fired because he's very effective at combating a lot of liberal arguments, so they hate him. So the media, liberal interest group i have it listed as a media liberal interest group symbiote you know like the eddie brock vetum symbiote right the uh, media lib interest group symbiote they decided to rage against tucker's illegal immigration stance and his discussion with mark stein and again demand he be fired for suggesting for a moment that democrats are looking for some replacement voters tucker addressed this last night now if the adl is right and suggesting that the Democrats are looking to replace certain sets of voters. And I'll explain in a minute why this has nothing to do with race at all. And I'll actually produce, you know, data. This has to do with illegality and shifts in power. 
Here's Tucker explaining last night that if the ADL's right, the Anti-Defamation League, and any discussion of replacement voters is grounds for termination, then I'm expecting the New York Times to fire the author who wrote this piece. Check out Tucker last night. That's not a slur. It's not a guess. We know it because they brag about it constantly. The left becomes unhinged if you point out that American voters are being replaced by Democratic Party loyalists from other countries. You're absolutely not allowed to say that. But they're allowed to say that, and they do. They say it all the time. They've done studies on it, written long books about it, talked about it endlessly on television, often in the ugliest racial terms. They're not ashamed at all. They don't think they have to be ashamed. In the fall of 2018, a columnist for the New York Times wrote a piece that was literally entitled, We Can Replace Them. In case you wondered who the them was, the column told you explicitly. Thanks to demographic change, the author noted with hearty approval, the state of Georgia will soon be controlled by Democrats. Quote, the potential is there. Georgia is less than 53% non-Hispanic white, end quote. Again, that's a New York Times columnist. It's not some QAnon blogger. They tell you that demographic replacement is an obsession on the right. No, it's not. They say it's some horrifying right-wing conspiracy theory. The right is obsessed with it. No, the left is obsessed with it. In fact, it's the central idea of the modern Democratic Party. Demographic replacement is their obsession because it's their path to power. So just to be clear here, again, using reason, right? We're, we're trying to use reason. Is that Reason is better, correct? I'm not wrong, right? Reason is always better. The Democrats, the New York Times, literally write an article about replacing certain voters in the United States with other voters that will be more advantageous to them keeping power. That is literally, not figuratively, an article in the New York Times. And when it's addressed by conservatives, the left's obsession with replacement voters, their literal article, we should be fired for addressing the left's infatuation with replacement voters. Uh, are you... If you're having a difficult time processing this, it's because you're not a moron. You're probably quite bright and you're like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So the ADL wants Tucker Carlson fired for addressing illegal immigration that leftists in the New York Times have wrote is a strategy for replacement voters. Well, you may think, gosh, it's, that's, it's just the New York Times calling for replacement voters or people in the New York Times. No, no, Tucker went on. There's part two to this. Here's the second part of that. Uh, it's, if you want to watch the whole thing, by the way, you, you can check it out six minutes, but I, I don't have time for the entire thing. But here's Tucker exposing Julian Castro, prominent leftist Democrat, ran for president, was an official in the Obama administration. So I'm expecting today the Anti-Defamation League to call for the termination of that New York Times author. Um, and all, or if she works, she may have been an opinion writer, not sure, but she should never write for the New York Times again. The ADL should call for that today, I'm sure. But also for Julian Castro, they should they should call for an apology today from Julian Castro, who actually openly bragged, as Tucker says, about this replacement voter theory they have. Check this out. Several years ago, future Obama cabinet secretary Julian Castro went on CBS to explain why Texas will soon be a Democratic state. In a couple of presidential cycles, you'll be on election night. You'll be announcing that we're calling the 38 electoral votes of Texas for the Democratic nominee for president. It's changing. It's going to become a purple state and then a blue state because of the demographics, because of the population growth of folks from outside of Texas. No one attacked Julian Castro for saying that. 
No one asked who these, quote, folks from outside Texas might be or why they had a right to control the future of people who already lived in Texas. Nobody said a word about it. It seemed normal. It was normal. It still is normal. In Washington, what qualifies as shocking is any real attempt to protect democracy. Uh, is the ADL going to issue a demand for an apology from Julian Castro? Or oh, no, no, no. It's just, again, it's just conservatives when they mention liberals' infatuation and love affair with replacement voters based on their own words and writings. It's just liberals who get a, get a pass on that. Liberals can talk about whatever they want. It's the conservatives who are always racist, despite no evidence whatsoever that anything Tucker said had any racist intent at all. Listen, folks, let me just be straight with you, all right? Because I don't have time to waste here. It's an hour-long show. I met Tucker twice. I've said maybe less than 50 words to him. He's very nice to my wife in Dallas one time we met. We were in a green room. I was doing some work with Fox. He was doing, I believe, a show from Dallas, the Dallas Bureau. And I ran into him in D.C. at the State of the Union at a Fox event one time. And we maybe said 10 words to each other. I don't know Tucker Carlson. I'm not friends with Tucker Carlson. I don't hang out with Tucker Carlson. I have never heard from anyone ever, anywhere, that Tucker Carlson is a racist or anti-immigrant or anything. But many of you liberals listening to this show and I know you do because I get your hate mail and your death threats every day because, you know, you're all about tolerance and stuff. You're convinced Tucker Carlson's a racist. You don't have any evidence of that at all, but you're convinced. And it shows you the power of the media in the United States, of the media, liberal, interest group, Venom, Eddie Brock symbiote right now. The symbiotic creature, because it's all one thing. They feed off each other, right? They're so powerful that they have you believing something that is not true at all. Matter of fact, the things you attribute to Tucker Carlson's racism, replacement theory or whatever you call, I don't even, I've never heard this as a theory ever, is actually an idea on the left. Many of you liberals are hearing this for the first time today, but you won't demand the New York Times fire this person, nor will you demand Julian Castro apologize, because it's okay when you talk about it. Now, why would they inject race into this, despite, again, having no evidence whatsoever that this is an argument about race at all, that it's an argument about power? Well, the Democrats know it's not really about race. Their real concern here is not replacing racial groups. Again, we'll use data, folks. Their real concern is this. Get ready for it, because this may be that we have 15 minutes left, and this is going to be the most important 15 minutes we've done in a long time. The Democrats and liberals are panicking because they are hemorrhaging, absolutely hemorrhaging in an open wound working class voters right now. Did you hear me mention anything about race right there? It has nothing to do with race at all. The Democrats don't care about illegal immigration because they are hemorrhaging working class voters, regardless of race. Dan, you better have some data to back that up. Oh, oh, I don't have my data. We'll go back to David Shore's data, who's a liberal who worked for Obama, who in his own analysis has told you what I'm telling you now. The Democrats' love affair with illegal immigration has nothing to do with race or a country of origin. It has everything to do with power. 
If illegal immigrants were voting Republican, Democrats would build a wall tomorrow. It has nothing to do with race. The Democrats are becoming the party right now of big business, big tech, tyranny, and elites. I'll show you the data in a minute. Let me take my uh, my last break for this last sponsor, and I'll show you again. This has nothing to do with race. They're making it a racist thing because they want him fired because they know they'll say that and dopey liberals. Well, of course, now, <laughs> sounds good to me. Sad. Really sad what's happening in this place. <sighs> hey, which part of your house feels a little less secure than you might want? Is it your first floor, your first floor windows, a French door? For me, it used to be my downstairs door, but I never have to worry about that now because of my security system from Simply Safe, which we love. Now there's no time, day or night, where I have to worry because I know my house is being uh, is being guarded all the time. Even if you already feel safe, that may not be true of everyone in your home. If you've never had a conversation about that, it's honestly it's not a bad thing to do right now. You just feel it's really good to be able to press the home button on my Simply Safe keypad and hear the bass say "alarm on." I hear it at night; very refreshing sound. My kids love it. And then I know that if anyone did try to come in, the alarm would go off. And the thing is, Simply Safe just makes it really easy. It takes about two minutes to customize a system on their website. Their app is easy to use. Go to simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. Simply Safe. That's simply with an I. S-I-M-P-L-I. Simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. The system arrives in about seven days. And then it takes just 30 minutes to set up. Paula did it for us here. It's really that easy. She's the handy woman in the house. Don't laugh, Armacost. He knows how not handy I am. <laughs> Joe said, uh, uh, Paula set up, did not need Joe's help, but could have used Joe. Joe was pretty handy. Here's how you get this system. Go to simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino today to customize your system and get a free security camera. I got mine sitting right there. It's great. Works like a charm. You also get six, a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. That's simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. Simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. Go today. All right. As I said, this is one of, probably going to be the most important few minutes I've spent on my show with you in a long time. The Democrats are hemorrhaging working class voters. They love illegal immigration because they feel that even though they're losing working class voters because they're now the big business, big tech uh, elite party, they feel that they can remedy the situation and increase their power by bumping their numbers. You don't believe me? Look at this Financial Times headline. Why they're hemorrhaging working class voters? Regardless of race, Patrick Temple West and the Financial Times, top U.S. companies increase donations to Democratic groups. Executives shift contributions on expectations of Biden victory in November. The, the, the big business loves the Democrats now. These are their new home team. Home team, Democrats. Big business has totally sold us out in America. The Coca-Cola, Delta, NFL, Major League Baseball debacle. If that doesn't prove to you that these United Airlines, American Airlines, too, they don't get a pass, that they have sold you out and don't give a damn about you, I don't know what will. And our reflexive response for business should probably change knowing that big business is seeking the immediate destruction of America through racial politics. And they know they've got the Democrats to do it. All right, Dan, so some extra money is going to Democrats. It maybe used to go to Republicans. That doesn't mean Democrats are no longer the party of working class voters. No, the Democrats themselves are worried about this. Here's the New York Times again, questioning this in a piece. Is big business the Democrats' new best friend? That's the actual title, folks. I didn't make it up. 
That's not Bongino.com. That's the New York Times. Worried about the exact same thing I just told you. The big business party, the big tech party, the oligarchy party, the we love racism party, because that's what a lot of what they do are, is totally racist, are now the far left. And working class voters are giving them the double barrel middle finger, saying, nah, I think we're going to go with the Republicans now. No way, Bongino, that can't possibly be. My wife calls me Bongino once in a while, and she's like, once in a blue moon. It's kind of funny. Here's data from an actual Democrat. I know they'll probably call for me to be canceled again for citing a Democrat, David Shore, article in New York Mag again, a Democrat's concerns that working class voters, regardless of race, are abandoning the big business Democrats. Here's screenshot two from the New York Mag piece. I said we'd come back to earlier in the show, and we're back. This is about Democrats getting whiter and more corporate. Democrats? You don't mean Republicans? No, no, I mean Democrats. Quote, again, from a liberal. Listen to every word of this. At the subgroup level, Democrats gain somewhere between a half a percent to one percent among non-college whites and roughly 7% among white college graduates, which is kind of crazy. That's the liberal saying this. She goes on. This is a liberal. Our support among African-Americans de declined by something like 1% to 2%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a liberal saying. He goes on. And then Hispanic support dropped by 8 to 9%. That sounds like a lot to me. It wasn't a math major, but... He says, listen, the jury's still out on Asian-Americans. We're waiting on data from California before we say anything. But there's evidence that there was something like a 5% decline in Asian-American support for Democrats, likely with a lot of variants among subgroups. There were really big declines in Vietnamese areas, for example. Anyway, one implication of these shifts is that the education polarization went up and racial polarization went down. Let me translate that last sentence for you. Democrats are getting a lot whiter and a lot more elite and snobby. Snobberuskies. I thought Tucker and everyone would be there. GOP, right? Yeah, right. Geraldo, yeah, right. Everybody's a, everybody's a racist. Everybody's a racist except the fact that all the Republicans are racist, yet minorities, if we're such racist, we must be doing really a poor job at this. We must be the worst racist ever. Because as we're these, these just, just, I mean, glowing, red hot fury of racism in the GOP is attracting more minority voters. Eight to 9% more Hispanics, 2% more African Americans, potentially 5% more Asian Americans, and less white voters. Gosh, if the GOP's full of racists, we are doing a piss poor job at it. Again, this is a leftist writing this. Proving again that Democrats are getting really white and really corporate. Working class voters are like, I'm not with those bow tie wearing Democrats anymore. You may say, well, Dan, you haven't really proved yet that they're losing working class voters. Oh, no, no, we will. Listen to this. This is a long quote. Again, this is going to take a minute, but listen to this too. Here's liberal David Shore again. Again, proving my point that this illegal immigration article, that the Democrats are not looking to replace any 
race or anything. They're looking to replace their loss of working class voters. There's nothing to do with race at all. Nothing. The GOP is increasing their support amongst minorities. Listen to this second quote. There's a narrative on the left that the Democrats' growing reliance on college-educated whites is pulling the party to the right. This is the liberal saying this, but I think that's wrong. Highly educated people tend to have more ideologically coherent and extreme views than working-class ones. We see this in issue polling and ideological self-identification. College-educated voters are way less likely to identify as moderate. Less likely. So as Democrats have traded non-college-educated voters, in other words, folks, working-class Americans, for college-educated ones, right, white liberals' share of voice and clout in the Democratic Party has gone up. White voters? Gone up? I, th I, th I thought we heard the opposite. And since white voters are sorting on ideology more than non-white voters, we've ended up in a situation where white liberals are more left-wing than black and Hispanic Democrats on pretty much every issue. Taxes, healthcare, policing, and even on racial issues or various measures of racial resentment. Oh. Inject that paragraph right in your vein. Better use a different finger. Didn't mean it that way. Right in your veins. Inject it right in there. Let me translate that for you. Working class Americans don't give a damn about the things white upper crust liberals do. Is that about pretty much sum it up? That pretty much tie it together? Make no mistake, that's exactly what that, it's not what he says, he said he's a liberal, so he's got to dance around a little bit. That's exactly what he means. That the Democrats are falling in love with white upper crust liberals who are fostering all kinds of ridiculous narratives in the country. We need to defund the police. Everything's racist. Meanwhile, black and Hispanic voters are like, uh, not, not really. Not, 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 not so much. So let me tie this all together. Alinsky's rules again. Number four, you damn well better make these liberal media symbiotic malfeasant organisms. You better make them live up to their own set of rules. If they're going to call you out for telling the truth that the Democrats have been hemorrhaging working class voters, black, Hispanic, white, Asian, working class voters for years now because of their endless love affair with stoking racist flames in the United States. If they're going to call us out for calling attention to it, then we're going to call them out for actually calling for replacement on their own words, the New York Times and Julian Castro. And if the ADL is going to call us out for highlighting the Democrats' love affair with fostering a sick racist environment in the United States, then they damn well better call for the firing of that New York Times author or opinion or whatever, and Julian Castro as well. They are making a racial issue out of it when there's none to be seen. The Democrats are not losing white voters. They're gaining white voters. They're losing minorities. 
because of supporting policies that damage minority communities, defunding the police, fighting against school choice for their kids, fighting for higher taxes. What do you think? Because people are black or Hispanic, they just have this natural instinct to support higher taxes. That sounds pretty racist to me because it is. The GOP is the party of real tolerance. Real tolerance. You want to see real tolerance? Go to a Trump rally. Go eat at a diner in small town America. You want to see real tolerance? Go there. My wife is Hispanic. She's an immigrant from Colombia. We live in a relatively small town. Maybe medium-sized town's probably fair. I hate these stories because then it sounds like it's, it's, you know, it sounds like you're defending something you shouldn't need to defend. We have felt nothing but love here. Matter of fact, the only time we've had any problems was in New York City. I mean, problems, I mean, minor things at best. The Democrats are making and the ADL a racist argument here because they are the real racists. They are pursuing policies, anti-school choice policies, defunding the police policies that will harm and destroy lives and futures in minority communities. And in order to hide it, they target people like Tucker Carlson who have tried to call them out for their racist policies, their anti-immigrant policies. Allowing illegal immigration is an anti-immigrant policy because people like my wife, who are real immigrants, who did it the right way and obeyed the law, how is that for them? Why did they, legal, patriotic, America-loving immigrants to this country who raised their right hand and pledged allegiance to this country in their citizenship ceremony, one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see, how is that not discriminatory against them? Why did they have to obey the rules if you're saying everyone else doesn't? You're treating two groups of people differently. That's the definition of discrimination. Legal immigrants who did it the right way, illegal immigrants who said, we're not doing anything your way, we're doing it our way. They get treated differently, no? One had to pay the fees, get immigration lawyers, pledge allegiance to this country. The other just walked right in. You're the ones involved in discrimination if you support that. All right, I had a bunch of other good stuff, but I'm out of time, folks. I'll get to it tomorrow. I have a Ron DeSantis Strikes Again video. I literally have it labeled Ron DeSantis Strikes Again. A real clear politics piece. It'll be in the newsletter today if you want to kind of get ahead of tomorrow's show. It's one of the best pieces on the Second Amendment I've read in a long time. It's short and sweet, but it debunks three of the dumbest arguments you've ever seen about the Second Amendment. Bongino.com slash newsletter. And then uh, Fauci's back. Of course, that's never good. Notice I didn't say strikes again. I'm getting tired of his nonsense too. But thanks again for tuning in. Uh, I, I'm sorry to, you know, again, keep bringing it up, but my radio show launches May 24th nationally on a ton of stations near you. Really excited. We're going to be putting a station finder out soon. Please call your local radio station uh, and ask to broadcast the Dan Bongino show. It will be 12 noon to 3 p.m. Eastern every day. And uh, please subscribe to my video show, Rumble dot com slash Bongino. Really appreciate it. See you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.